Welcome to the Billy Jenkins Listening Club. Short webcasts, or what I like to call, in keeping with my photographic interests, snapcasts, offering a unique oral insight into Billy Jenkins, the man and his music. This episode is entitled Commuting. On the road and travelling is part and parcel of being a musician. They have to go where the work and the money is. This is a source of revenue that, in this second decade of the 21st century, has, like revenue from recordings, shrunk alarmingly. The wonderful drummer on this track is Martin France, a totally monastic, dedicated, hard-working, loyal man and musician. And I remember many years ago, Billy asking him how much driving he did the previous year. Oh, that's right, that's right. And Marv was and is always interested in momentum, be it rhythm, drumming or cars from getting to A to B or even motor racing. So with that in mind, I remember asking him what he did car-wise in 1993. And he told me in his typical Martin way, um, that he averaged um, 91.43 miles a day in his buff silver Toyota Crescida with a two-litre engine that runs on four-star petrol. Well, it's very interesting to know that bit of mechanical information. But what Martin was saying wasn't actually true, was it? You're quite right. He then remembered that he had actually been out of the country for 88 days. <laughs> so what Marv was really saying was that for the 277 days he was in the UK, he was actually behind the wheel for an average of 120.47 miles a day. That's it. And on top of that, he went by train with me and the voice of God collected <laughs> to Glasgow and Newcastle. And that was straight off the plane from Montreal. We had spent nine days at the Jazz Festival there with Django Bates' Human Chain. Then he played with Ian Bannerman's Balloon Man. And then he did two shows in my band. And he'd been driven by someone else to some of the 20 other shows he did with me around the UK that year as well. Ah, and not forgetting, he was flown to Amsterdam and Berlin to play with you. Human Chain were driven and flown all round Europe, including Italy. And then he must have caught the train from Bremen in Germany, mm, mm. where he was doing a Balloon Man That's record, right. oh, yeah. mm. to do your infamous Bimhaus performance in Holland. Oh yes, yep, and then on top of that he had a two-week contemporary music network UK tour with Delightful Precipice, so he would have been driven around in the coach for that. And then he remembered that he was in Azerbaijan with Christine Tobin and just about got the last plane out, because <laughs> yep. there was only one scheduled flight a That's week. Right before the civil war erupted once again. Yeah, yeah, and when he'd done the gig, the promoters weren't too good about getting him back to the airport. Sometimes you'd do a gig at Beowulf, and uh, after you finish, you kind of become, you know, persona non grata. And so they had to hustle people to get them back and do some hard negotiating to get to the airport. And then they got there, the terminal was in chaos. It's falling apart with 
beggars, people trying to get out of the country, homeless and the dispossessed harassing them. And eventually, they got a flight to Moscow with Azerbaijani Airways, but the seats on the plane were soaking with urine. Oh, and then when they got to Moscow, they, the band, they all got body searched. And all that to get back, perhaps, for a 40 quid gig at the Vortex? Well, 40 quid if it's a good night, yeah. And that's not all. And then Marv remembered he had a couple of gigs that year in what was then still Yugoslavia with saxophonist Martin Speak. Well, that must have been a bit dangerous with the war going on. <laughs> Apparently Marv wasn't too worried. He said that Zagreb was out of the war zone and the fighting was at least 20 miles away. Oh, good. So that was OK then. Well, actually, he did a gig out of town in a place that had been bombed to buggery and no one was around except a lot of army. And then the musicians were led through the rubble into a half-hanging-off door, into what was, to his surprise, a jazz club which seemed to be crammed with what seemed like millions of sweaty people. It really is amazing how Martin can ride over all this stuff going on, keep time schedules across continents, drive like there's mm. no tomorrow, mm. and then always be there to help everyone get home in one piece. Yeah, but Beowulf, that's what a drummer does. <laughs> anyway, all this talk about travelling has exhausted me. Can I return to my silence, please? You most certainly can, Billy. And I'll leave you, the listener, with a bit more of Commuting from Uncommerciality Volume 3. Originally released in 1991, along with Uncommerciality Volumes 1 and 2, as part of the cassette collection, this track, and the Volume 3 album itself, Features, along with Martin Francis' percussion, Mark Ramsden on alto saxophone, Stuart Hall on electric violin, electric bass guitarist Winston Blissett, Maria Lamburn on viola and violin, and Hugh Warren on cello and piano. The album is available to listen to on many popular streaming platforms, or it can be downloaded from your favourite online store. By paying for the tracks, you will be helping Billy to continue his life's work. You can find out more about Billy's music at billyjenkins.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you.